Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. That's right, our guy Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic joining us right now via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And JR, apparently you were playing the gauntlet alongside with, with Randy and, and I today. Please tell me you did better than I did. <laughs> I got them all. I got them all. No, when you're at home and you're, you're not on the air, uh, you're not in the studio, uh, you can say that you got them all when you really didn't. Is that fair? <laughs> so, Absolutely. You, no. nobody, nobody's going to check you on it. You don't, you don't have to provide yeah. receipts. Especially the the current stats, current lineup, current everything. That's what bugs me if I miss something because, hey, I'm there every day. And right. so when you said uh, when it was shorthanded goals this season, the first guy that came to mind was Pavel Buchnevich. And then uh, as soon as they gave Saad for one of the options, oh, shoot, I should know that. Son of a gun. I thought Saad too, but when Michelle read Robert Thomas, I had Robert Thomas in my head. I'm like, I'm going that way. I'm trusting my gut. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. Yeah. JR, as you wrote about, and and great piece at The Athletic, Michelle and I were talking about it earlier, you got an opportunity to sit in and observe how the Blues' talented production team puts together tribute videos like the ones that we saw last night, specifically the one for David Perron. What, what was the most fascinating aspect for you watching them work and watching them put together that, that tribute video? Yeah, a couple things. And first of all, I just got so lucky. I really did. So you come up with these ideas, and uh, a couple years ago I thought to do this. I think I was going to do it with uh, Alex Petrangelo. It didn't work out. I thought I was going to do it with uh, Jaden Schwartz, but then he ended up uh, not coming back with Seattle for a while. So it kind of got put off. And then uh, a couple weeks ago I said, hey, how about I sit in and and we work uh, on this uh, video with David Perron, and I just watch you guys and write a story about it. And they were super welcoming Trevor Nickerson, Blue Note Productions, great job. And so I sat in last week, and it was fun. And kind of the cool thing is it's just like fishing. Like you're fishing for highlights. Uh, You guys have done some editing before, and you're fishing for audio. And so as uh, the guy, Brian Santa Maria, who was editing the project, uh, was sitting there with the mouse in his hand, he's playing countless songs. I mean, we're talking 20, 30 songs Mm. just trying to find that beat. And so when you're sitting in the uh, Enterprise Center, and you're watching the Jumbotron, and the video's playing, that music that's going over the uh, speakers, you know, it could have taken him a half hour to find that music. And, you know, he's also looking for uh, catchy lines, like David Perron in that piece says, I wanted to come back to St. Louis because I thought that we could win a Stanley Cup. Just to find that one comment, which is a great transition for the piece, you're talking uh, hours. So uh, great job by the Blues to put that, that production together. Jerry, you tweeted last night that 
the ovation was long, but it, that it was the loudest you had ever heard in the building during a player tribute. And there have been some fan favorites who have left and, and returned. But what do you think it is about David Perron and his connection with St. Louis that allowed for that ovation to be the loudest you had heard? I think it boils down to one thing, Michelle. A lot of players have wanted to be in St. Louis and play for the Blues, but I don't think anybody has shown it more than David Perron. Every single opportunity that he has had to say that, he has come out and said, I want to be in St. Louis, I want to play for the Blues, I love the Blue Note. And, and whether it's you know him talking about Bobby Plager and what he means to the organization, whatever it is that encompasses the Blues, David Perron has loved it all these years, and he shows it by coming back three different times. So I think there have been uh, many great video tributes, many great ovations. But last night when that one started and people looked up to the Jumbotron and they saw David Perron's face, everybody stood up immediately, and it didn't stop. I mean, we're talking after a minute, minute and a half, it almost seemed like it got louder and louder. They actually had to delay the game, you know, just by a few seconds or so because all the Blues players came out on the ice. I don't think I've ever seen that before either. So there have been some good ones, and St. Louis really gives these guys uh, their appreciation, but I think no more than David Braun. Jeremy Rutherford joining us right now. He's our Blues insider with The Athletic. You also wrote ahead of yesterday's game about how you really the, the – the, you know, it's David Perron. He signs with the the Red Wings. Why you believed he'd stay, he'd stay, and then ultimately why you were wrong. I, I also in, I really enjoyed the the peek behind the curtain. What you were about to write as a young r- reporter for the Blues and Kelly Chase tapped you on the back on the shoulders like you can't write that. It's, it's not going to go over well. I love that <laughs> that uh, anecdote. Can you can you also share that for those that that didn't read the article yet and why you thought it was important to include that. Yeah, just a piece a couple of days ago you're referring to uh, that I wrote kind of about uh, just things that have happened involving David Prawn over the years. And one of the stories was I was in the locker room at Enterprise Center interviewing a 19-year-old David Prawn. Uh, he's on a line that night with Doug Waite. At, at that time, Doug Waite is 37 years old, the respected veteran. And I have the, the microphone in David Prawn's face, and he says, we need to get Dougie going. I got to help get Dougie going. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, I'm only doing it three years, but I'm like, did the 19 year old just say he's got to get the 37 year old going? Is, is, did this? So uh, I'm like, okay, well, he said it. This is pro sports. It's my job to cover it. So later that night, I'm typing the comment into my laptop up in the press box, and Kelly Chase happens to be standing over my shoulder. And he looks at the screen and he reads it. And he said, Are you kidding? He said, What? Put that in your article. He's going to get crucified for saying that. They will, they will tear him to shreds if you don't take that out of your article. So, you know, it doesn't happen a ton where you take some, something out and save a guy. But in that case, uh, if, if nothing else, I wouldn't have had Kelly Chase, you know, punching me for putting it in the article. So <laughs> yeah, good good save. To, uh, take it out. JR, you mentioned just how raw of a of a professional and a player David Perron was at that time in his career. He's 19 years old. He had a lot of growing to do. He is a completely different player and professional now, and especially in his, his last season with the Blues. Is there any young Blues player that you look at and you think has the potential to grow into a leader or one of the main contributors to this Blues team the way that David Perron did? Yeah, I think there's a there's a couple, Michelle. Uh, I think that you look at uh, Robert Thomas. You know, he's the young guy who's kind of on the right track, I believe. But the guy I'll give you, talk to him today out at the locker room at practice, uh, Jake Neighbors. He, he's just got it. And, you know, what kind of player is he going to be? Is he going to be top six? Is he going to be a, 
a third line guy. Uh, what is he going to mean in terms of the community or his love for the blues? And does he put off that same passion that everybody's attracted to with David Prawn? I don't know. It's still early, uh, but just a really well-spoken loves to be in the NHL, loves the organization, really wants to be a part of this retool rebuild, you know, talk to him today. He's going to play on a line tomorrow night in Detroit with, uh, Kairou and Thomas, and he's really excited about that. He wants to be part of this thing. So I think Jake Neighbors is a guy who you're looking towards a young guy. You kind of see some of those similarities with what I saw with David Prawn years ago. Speaking of a young guy, Joel Hofer again last night played very well, and this is somebody that the Blues are giving an extended shot to, as you have uh, reported. Is it a foregone conclusion that Joel Hofer is going to be the backup to Jordan Binnington next year? Yeah, I think for sure. Uh, I can't see a situation where it would be different. He's got the one-way contract, so he'll get paid NHL money. You know, those guys, they don't put uh, back in the minors typically. Plus, he's shown that he can play. That's first and foremost. You know, what's going to happen this summer with what Doug Armstrong does with the roster? I don't know. I think Jordan Bennington would be back, and I don't see a situation where you go into a season with Joel Hofer as your 1A, as good as he's been. I I don't think that would be the situation. Uh, So I think he'll be the backup next year, and he's really, really shown well. Like, yeah, I think Doug Armstrong hinted at the trade deadline. They'd like to come up and give Joel Hofer a, a couple games, and obviously things transpired differently than anybody expected, but he got up here nonetheless, and he's played really well. Interested to see what happens tomorrow night, guys. I was out of practice and asked Craig Gruby, who's your goalie tomorrow? He said, I haven't decided yet. Usually that's code for I have decided, but I'm not going to tell you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we should uh, find out soon. It'd be interesting if they did stick with Hofer. Uh, if not, it looks like it could be uh, Jordan Bennington versus Billy Husso tomorrow night at uh, at Detroit. A lot of crossover there, Blues and Red Wings. Keep up the great work, Jr. Loved the, your your last couple of articles centered on David Perron. Keep up uh, again. Keep up the great work. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, thanks. And I got to tell you, next time I write about David Perron, I got another story for the bag. Uh, last night, uh, the goalie Magnus Helberg is taking his shirt off right next to where David Perron's doing the uniform, guys. And uh, I guess he had a little a little extra on him. And uh, David Perron says, Magnus, put your shirt back on. You look like JR over here. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Come on. Comes back to <laughs> yeah. town and he rips you. Oh, this guy, this guy, this guy. So, anyway, <laughs> just wanted to share that and uh, maybe we'll have to work that into a story someday. Good stuff, JR. Appreciate you, man. We'll, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. See you guys.